Hello everybody, welcome to the first edition of the Glastonbury Special, Booth in the Booth. And I've got the most special of special guests here with me. For those of you who don't remember, the Booth in the Booth started a long, 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 long time ago. And back then I needed some help and I had to call the only man I knew who could help me. And that man <laughs> is sitting in front of me right now and he's just absolutely smashed a set of Platform 23 here at Glastonbury Festival. Jamie Howie, Jamie Chicken, the Chicken Brother, extraordinaire. Welcome. Thanks, Mojo. How was that? How was that for an intro? Was that good? That was good. I don't know how to follow it. It was, it was, it was a very good intro. Yeah, I'm, mate. Thank you for having me. Well, First of all, let's do an audible. Yes. Fucking high five. Well, uh, you, you and I have fun at this festival. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We like we 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 neighbours. Yes. You know, you're you're part of my life. You give me my wristbands, yes. and I'm part of your life. I put the bands on, and yes. we, we work together. But tonight was a different thing. It was I actually get to perform and, and get to play. Well, this is it, because you've got so used to doing the work behind the scenes and all of that stuff. So you run the Truth Stage, Fest, uh, Truth Stage here at Shangri-La, but you're a DJ art, and getting to play in front of people and see all those hands going up and down, that's the bit that you still... Love the I mean, like, as a stage manager, like, I still get to see the hands going up and down and people appreciating it. And it's, like, it's like the stage works, tick, you know what I mean? My job job done, you know what I mean? If, if, the, if the stage is rocking and, and the vibe's happy, but I am stood on the side of the stage, like, tapping my foot, like, fuck, I wish I was up there. <laughs> I wish that were me. No, I wish that were me, you know, like, there's very few examples of the times when I'm like, I fucking wish I was him. Yes. Tipper, OPO, and DJ Cooper. I think would be the three people that I would like be like, I, I would do anything to be that person, but like working on the stage and having people play and just being like, fuck, varied artists doing yeah. all this amazing stuff. But yeah, DJing is that, it's weird, man. Like, I'm, I'm 42 now. Yep. As of like a couple of weeks ago. We've been doing this for half of our lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started DJing. Yeah, over half my life ago, like 15, I think, was the first time wow. I touched a set So of where was that? Belt drives. That was in Hepworth in West Yorkshire, and a lot of my, like, peers were going to, like, Helter Skelter and Viberlite and all of these, like, it was the tail end of the fucking illegal rave scene, you know what I mean? It was, like, illegal raves but done kind of correctly, although they hadn't kind of sorted it all out. It was a bit, it was a bit mash up, but like it was all happy hardcore and and, and you know like jungle and, and so I had like mates that just had belt drive decks and a really shitty Gemini mixer and it was like <laughs> we had a bag of records, maybe thirty five records, two tunes, one on each side, and you just went at it and it was yeah. like you play for like ten hours, the same thirty five <laughs> tunes. <laughs> But like, it, it, but, it, but it wasn't about listening to the music at that point, you know. It was about it was about honing your craft. It was about like working out the fuck to what does this equipment do? Yeah, I'm 15. I'm a sponge to information. I want to learn. You know what I mean? Best time, by the way, if anyone's like young out there and they want to learn something, do it now. Like, yeah. Although if anyone's old out there, like it's never too late to start. No, you know what I mean, just like, like maybe not parkour. <laughs> you get me. Well, it's never too late to start DJing as long as your ears are still it's working. But it's like it's never it's never too late to do anything. People get crippled by by like other people saying what is and isn't possible, and it's, yeah. it's bullshit. You know it is I mean? bullshit. 
So, I just did the thing out there, and that was like I didn't expect to do that tonight. That DJ set that excelled way beyond my expectation. You know, I was expecting maybe I what I was hoping for was like a strong 150 people, and most of them I knew. Like I was expecting the you know like the crew vibes, people come yeah, down yeah. and like oh Jay's playing, let's go and see Jay. That was Ramo all it night. Was. The whole thing was Ramo. From the beginning of the night, and I mean, yeah, the rain brought everyone into the tent, but it stopped raining at fucking seven a long time ago. eight o'clock. It was rammed at midnight. Like, it's the excitement that the festival brings, yeah. but also, obviously, like you say, there's a thing when you've got people in the venue that maybe you weren't expecting, like you say, rain happens, or some for some reason, there's just a load more people that come in, and it's like, it, it becomes a challenge that, that in itself it was like oh shit okay now I've got big people to play for. mate I was sitting there two hours before and they were playing like wedding sets they were, like, <laughs> they were playing sing-along shit you know what I mean like and I want to big up my mates can't mix don't mix shouldn't mix won't mix but they were playing shit that those guys would play like yeah yeah dance floor killers OG shit you know like chic fucking Stevie Wonder fucking sing-along stuff and I'm like what the fuck am I? I've prepped a set and I've got that and nothing else I'm like I'm just gonna play this set like going in hard and then you know the, the other DJs came and they changed it. it went disco for a bit and then it went really fucking cool rootsy African this uh, Yes Mel played a wicked set really like vibey got the whole crowd going but the whole time, the crowd was loving it anyway. You know, yeah. even if even if the the tunes were sort of you know like, sort of just rolling along, the crowd was vibing. They were looking at people in the on the on the balconies and like laughing at a guy taking his top on. Just like <laughs> the whole crowd reacts like six, seven. It, when you've got that kind of energy in a vase, then like it's still everything what a DJ wants. So every new guy or girl coming up to the plate is going to be like, okay, I've got something to work with. It's exciting. I always love being here or being seeing you at the end of the festival Sunday night when everybody's on the stage like everybody who's contributed to the whole weekend is up there mm-hmm. representing like I still remember the, I think it was 2015 the first time I saw that and Toffer and Friends yes as, as it is as it is built yes yeah. and um Toffer and Friends big up to Chris Toffer by the way um without him this entire area south of fucking Greenpeace would not exist no him and a group of really sick other people I'm not giving it all to Chris but he did take the MBE for a whole <laughs> team of motherfuckers I mean I'm going to talk to him about the MBE at some point <laughs> don't worry it's an interesting <laughs> like, like that was an interesting vibe because he's an anarchist mm. ah, but he knelt in front of the Queen but he did he no I, 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 he knelt in front of the Queen on behalf of fucking hundreds of people that yeah. made Glastonbury. They saved Glastonbury, man. Like back in the nineties, um, Live Nation came in. They financially saved the festival, but Roy Gervitz lost to Rise, uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah. That area saved it on a on a on a cultural level. You know, like they had the shit that people wanted to come and see. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not getting in unless you're wearing a, a tuxedo. <laughs> And it's like, what? Like, Man. it's customer. It's like, go home, get a tuxedo, come back, or you're not getting in. It's I got, like, ju- I got jilted in the altar. Yeah, of in course. Like, every- everyone did. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like going Bergheim. You turn up with your mates, you're like, yeah, we're going Bergheim. It's like, no, you're not getting in. Man. None of you. So, it's like, done. You're like, fuck. Close like, for no cigar. Can you imagine that now, walking all the way down the fucking one way system, <laughs> getting in, be told no. You'd be like, what am I going to do? Go back up that way? It's yeah. One way system. Fuck that. So, how long have you been coming here then? How many years? 
It's getting on for 10. Mm. And I, I like, uh, I'll hold my hands up, man. I never came to Glastonbury as a punter. I've never been here as a punter. I started my life as theatre, orchestra, like worked across from like, like rep theatre, real theatre, yeah, all the yeah. way across and then hit like live art events. And there was a big switch when I met La Machine, a French company, another big shout out. They they do amazing shit. Giant spiders, giant fucking like, oh wow yeah elephants and puppets and oh the, the, that changed my life. Two thousand eight when when the Capital of Culture thing happened yeah, in, Liverpool. in Liverpool. Yeah, it was just live art events the whole year. I dropped my job in the orchestra. I was like a platform manager, like you know, stage manager for orchestra and, and shit, and went. And was just like wow, there's this whole other world that's not like the same thing every night, but it is. Everyone cheers at the end. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. entertainment. But my mind was blown. You know, I've been going to festivals for years, but as a punter, you're just like, yeah, great music, great, great, yeah, camping, friends, blah blah blah. But when you actually start to look at it from the other side, and you're like, how do you make people cheer? How do, how yeah, yeah, getting into get the vibe. Of it. Like, how do you vibe? And that was that was. I was fascinated by that. Like, but I was also a bit mind blown that the shit I'd seen was like this is the biggest vibe I've ever seen. How'd yeah. you come back from this? You know, I was like, I can't, I went back to the orchestra and I was like, I can't are you do this kidding? Anymore. Are you kidding me? Like, I love the orchestra, man. 76 people, like all in complete unison. It's, it's beautiful. It's stunning, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I know about the DJ vibe and culture in Liverpool at that time. But let's talk to the people who are listening about that. Because that's kind of how you and I first met. Me and you met on the dance floors of Shibuku. Yes. Like, because there's a lot of Scouse House, there's a lot of techno, there's a lot of middle, like middle of the road music in, in Liverpool. But there's also an underculture. And it's like everyone just goes to that one night, you know, like the way that... We're, you know, like, there are certain gigs where you know you're going to see everyone. Like scratch perverts into Andy C. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, I think I'll go there. Rather than just random bar club vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you turn up and there's loads of people and you, you, you meet people like Robin, Mook. <laughs> yeah, by the and way. Just, it's like Lo- someone's... Loxley now. Loxley. Loxley. Uh, yeah? No Mook anymore. No Mook. We'll edit that. He's been married, so he's got to change his name. <laughs> uh, but, he, he... but you know, you meet, you, you'll just turn up and there'll be, there'll be a guy like on the dance floor just like sketching shit and I I, I want to give another shout out to Mark Rowland a guy I used to bring to clubs yes with me and used to uh, like help him out he was he is severely disabled and uh, is a raver at heart he loves it he's he's front row all (laughs) the fucking time but you know he's he's quadriplegic and needs a lot of assistance especially in the magnet you have to carry someone down the stairs so his carer would carry him down the stairs, me and my mate would carry his wheelchair down, we'd fucking push everyone out of the way, get him down front row, yeah. pop him in, ask him what one he needs to drink, what do you want to do, you good? Like, like that's Liverpool, you know? Like, in a nutshell. Music's the core of, yeah. of Liverpool. Like, By the way, shout out to Laura Weaver as well. We're going to get her on the show at some point in the future. Because she's obviously a DJ now, she's part of the fraternity. I'm straight. So, how much of what Liverpool is and that community that we had there influenced what you became as a DJ, what you wanted to do as a DJ. 
Well, I, I wasn't a DJ before I came, and I left a DJ. Oh yeah. Let's put it like, <laughs> like I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh my god, it's so cliched. But Liverpool is full of music. Like it is a musical town, and whether you like to buy into that rhetoric or not is I, I, I don't mind but like just listen to them talk man it sounds like a song it's like their voice like they I sound I, I don't Scousers are king by the way if anyone's if anyone's got any preconceptions you only say they Scousers, because you don't live there anymore so you can't say we that's it yeah but I'm an honorary Scouser <laughs> yeah, I got dubbed that I got dubbed that by our you know hardcore Scouser yeah. in the Cali you know <laughs> Caledonia <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for you laundromatic super pub <laughs> only pub I've ever heard of the three fucking washers and mm. two dryers inside the pub did food sit down put your washing on have a scran listen to tunes fucking walk away with dry happy days dry clothes in the middle of fucking like middle of town just yeah. just behind the fucking Royal Philharmonic like just top of Harbin Street this is post gig yeah by the way look like, no one is expecting a professional gonna be sit down right. um, we'll see we'll see about that no one's expecting Panorama Jay we're DJing uh, we're talking act- check out Jeremy Paxman over there <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, <laughs> the listeners to this show know cut, who you are. You haven't been cutting me hard so far, but I'm waiting for some singer <laughs> questions. Oh, oh, you're waiting, are you? All right, well, <laughs> let's move on. Dude, this is a pleasure. Los Polos Hermanos, a.k.a. The Chicken Brothers. Move on, but yet move back. Yes, but that it's is... Renaissance. Yes, it was you and Matt, Matt Seamless. Big up. Matty Seamless. Um, how did it come about? Because obviously he's already part of. Was he already part of? Can't Cons? mix, don't mix, shouldn't mix, won't mix. Plus a few others that don't get named, but yeah. Yeah, he was already part of that. Me and Matt met on the dance floors, you know, like, like we did, and um, just cut a rug, did our thing, after parties, vibes, yeah. you know, friends. Suddenly, friends with all these people, and then and then it's like. This band called the Correspondents arrived. Yes, and they just, it was like wow, okay, two thousand nine maybe two thousand ten around that around that around that area, and Matt, in his infinite wisdom, and a, and a guy called Owen, both were like onto this separately. They didn't know each other. They were separately onto it, and they were both trying to book them. Same club, same night, same act, and at one point. The person who was like handling the deal from not Matt or not Owen's side said, look, there's competition, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matt was just like, let's go in together. Like, that's, suddenly, very, that's very Matt, by the way. Huh? <laughs> that's very Matt to think. Very Matt, but he was like, this is, where's the energy? Where's the holistic, how do I holistically seal this? It was like, well, you're offering money and I'm offering money and we want the same thing. So we offer slightly less money each and do it. And it's just a wanna, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've never met this guy before, blah, blah, blah. Matt rang me, do you want to DJ this gig? It's correspondent. <laughs> I'm there, like, yeah. down as a fucking, I'm down. Uh, and we, we did the gig, they did the gig, and they were like, Jesus, that was the most successful thing we've ever promoted. Like, we've made money, and now we either need to, like, split it up and do the awkward kind of, like, how do we split the money apart, or... Well, let's just come together and do another event. And that's how Speakeasy was born. Yeah, of course. Big up the Casimir crew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speakeasy was born. And uh, 
me and Matt started playing DJing early doors you don't have to pay us it's fine we'll just be there and I'm like I'll get involved I'll come and start helping out so it's like I don't need paying I'll get paid a bit but you know yeah. I don't need a DJ slot or whatever and me and Matt just started realising it's like straight away it's like fucking you're playing all my tunes like straight back to back it's just like you're on next it's like yeah it's like, well I can't play that 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 <laughs> or that so after about two gigs we are like let's just get together let's play together we did that twice it was like this is sick and we need to crystallise we need to crystallise it you know give it a name this is cool man we're, we're, we're winning like we're sitting round and James Bembo my G yes shout out Bembo <laughs> my fucking flatmate my old school flatmate I miss you brother um, he was sitting watching Breaking Bad and um, me and Matt are sitting having a meeting in the same room we're like hashing out ideas and it's like it's got to be like Pupini sisters or the Andrews sisters or you know the Western brothers or you know it's got to be old school it's fucking electro swing night on paper although we never actually put any electro swing on I'll just put that on the record <laughs> I was going to say um, that, 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 might, that may be some debate on that but we'll, we'll move on yeah Bembo turned around and was just like do you know what will you two shut up and just call yourself the Chicken Brothers and get over it I looked at the screen it was like Los Payas Hermanos it was like oh that's good that's and real good because it's like bopping we bop we get your head bopping yes. like a chicken you know like exactly it suited you without even realizing it's one of those things as soon as you hear it you're like that's what it has to be it was and, so good yeah and but it then, took you a long yeah. way so Electro Swing as a general thing was the basis of the Chicken Brothers but you go beyond that. Like, the, the tunes we were hearing tonight, for example, go way beyond that. Like, when you're thinking about what, like, when you're listening to music and thinking, okay, yeah, I definitely want to play that song. What is it? What is it you're looking for? Is it one thing or is it just you'll know when you hear it? It's definitely you know when you hear it, but, like, the one thing I go for is, like, a physical reaction to music so screw face is like the one like straight away if you're like if you immediately go Whoa, like even just like when the you know like the end of a 16 where it's like wah, 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 and you're like yes. that is worth playing just for that little section like i've got tunes in my set that are badly produced but i just mix into a section of it where it's got the sickest thing where i'm just like i can't get away from how good this is but i also can't get away from how you know, weirdly produced it is. <laughs> or maybe just the quality of my recording, but it yeah. is actually straight from there. But, okay, let's ask some more DJ general questions, some of the fun times you've had. So, because you've played more festivals than just here, you do Boomtown a lot. You, I mean, you guys have gone abroad as Chicken Brothers, but you've also done abroad stuff of your own. Like, how, how, okay, let's talk about that first. How mad is it going to another country and just seeing another country's fans? As, a, as a DJ? Yeah, yeah. It's weird, man, because, like, I, me and Matt were never producers. We never writ, right, wrote music or released anything. We never had a profile in that sense. So, yeah. like, turning up at a gig, they were just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> but maybe in Italian. Yeah. In Italian. Who the fuck are you, man? I'm on my holidays. It's a DJ. I don't know who the fuck you are. But coming coming to a place and smashing the party and having fun is universal. Like I appreciate 
you taking the time off after this massive gig to come down and sit here and chat shit with me and I've missed this because this is kind of the kind of shit we used to chat back in the day. There'd be more sounds in the background. We would have finished the poker night or been sitting watching the cricket all day. Some shit, you know, like <coughs> maybe the football. Yeah, you know, like... we're going to talk about the cricket once the show's over, by the way. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, maybe we're not. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't want, maybe we're not. Hey, no, 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 no. By the time this comes out, it's probably the end of the fucking whole ashes. But first, first, the first... Test went down. It's like I'm not going to talk about that. We've lost. We have lost. Yes. Next question. You're gonna have to come closer because really? I've got one. Yeah, one last question. Good. So it's a question I ask everybody who's come on the show. So I'm going to ask you. Um, well, actually, technically, it's two questions. First question: What has been the gig you've loved the most so far? And if you can't pick in one, my career, yes, I can tell you right now. I'm going to obscure the name of the DJ. So uh, a, a well-known uh, DJ decided to leave the stage a couple of minutes into his set. <laughs> and I was production managing the gig. And someone yeah, came, I was going to say, you gave that away there, big so, time. Someone came into my office. I was production manager. Get on stage now. We need someone to fill in for a few minutes. I went on stage, about 2,000 people. And I started playing, no headphones. I had a radio on my shoulder. I was like responding to radio calls during my set. <laughs> And I proceeded to play for 58 minutes in front of 2,000 people for like 23 of those minutes without a pair of headphones. And then I, uh, yeah, yeah. And I smashed it. It was like, I hate sitting around backstage waiting for my turn to play. Mm. I got 10 seconds notice. It was like, get on stage now. Do something. But that's it. It's like absolute pure instinct. We are pausing because Jay has to go for a piss. Oh, we didn't tell you the rest of the story. Oh, okay. Well, you tell me the rest of the story. Okay, so the rest of the story after Jamie got pulled onto the stage to replace the DJ that we will not name um, after they walked off in a hissy fit. So Jamie's up there bringing vibes, right? But obviously he's like, wow, I'm in front of like 2,000 people help and still trying to like yeah get his get his groove together get his headphones and stuff and like I'd just come off my shift I was working production for Jamie in the production office of this particular festival and he uh, he saw me from across the crowd I'd literally just come out of the shut like the little market stall setup that they had and I was like doing some shopping after my shift like checking out the funky clothes it'd been like COVID so you know people hadn't been fancy for years like it'd been it's like this is a wow okay I want shiny things and I just bought this like crazy cat suit from Fizzy Fingers and then he saw me because I also perform and do production and then he's like get up here I need vibes and then we're just like both there like production badasses just like bringing all of the vibes of this festival Jasmine shout out <laughs> shout out Jasmine oh my god like I swear to god like what eight years ago I met you I met this I met this amazing woman called Jasmine and I was like you know like she's young but she's still a woman like she's not you know, a trainee. She's not shadowing. She's she's doing a job. Like she's getting paid. And you gave me. But she's young, and I just watched. I just watched her like deal with a tour manager from an incredibly big act, and he was shouting, like not shouting at her, but shouting. She was just like, check yourself, hold on, let me just say something, and he just like shrunk. Like, you know what I mean? Just like an ice cube and a glass of warm water. Just like, <laughs> and I was just like, babe. 
How old are you? She's like 19. <laughs> Fuck off. Hey, you're going all I was going to say. Way. By the way, on your way up, gives a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we do it She's now the live event though. manager of Shangri-La. Right? <laughs> just point that out. She's like live event managing this fucking And crazy. about to take over the festival in at I mean, least I three or four years' up, time. I'd switch you off tonight, babes. Tonight. She came in from police, you know? She was 1 a.m., baby. Mate, she came in. What can you, and you listened. I had, I had a whole routine, scratchy routine worked out. Yeah. Okay, so that's the best. And now the question that everyone struggles with. This is the last gig you're ever going to play. Literally, you're on death row for some reason and they're going to execute you and you get to do one last gig. Right, what are the last two songs you're going to play before they cook you? If you wanted not, to leave not, a statement, not in a DJ set, just like as I'm as I'm about to be. Well, no, you still like, get to do one gig, but like, fuck that. The the amount of pressure if I'm about to be murdered. Okay, well, just if you had any, <laughs> it's too much. I can't take if it. If you wanted to be defined tunes, by one right, set, can we just say what are the, what are the last two tunes you want to hear? Yeah, well, that's that, that's the, that's essentially right, what it I is. I know the last. I just one. use that as a framing device. I know the last one. Let me try and work backwards from that. Well, well, yeah, exactly. What mixes into the last one? Or actually, it doesn't even have to mix in. You can do what the hell you want. I mean, like honestly, music is a thing that is born out of mood, and it depends. Like right now, I'm going to say this, and it will mean the mood I'm yeah. in. And it like ask me the same question in a week. If it actually happens, then it might be different tunes. But I'm going to say Nine Inch Nails closer into. Um, to build a home by Cinematic Orchestra. Wow. I mean, that's a good mix. That, that, that. I don't know if it goes. Oh, probably not in time. Probably not in key, but I'll make it fucking go. Hey, this is the last go. You're going to do whatever the hell you want. And I really hope that that's not ever going to be a scenario we have to see because I hope you're going to be around for a long, 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 long time. And by the way, everyone's going to die. And if you love someone, tell them right now. Tell them today. today. Mojo, I love you. I love you, Joe. I love you. Like, honestly, I've lost people in my life and I regret not telling them that I love them more. So, you know. Yes, I know. Sorry, I to know. Get, sorry to get, like, really, really serious at the end of the podcast, but you took it there. I did. You are about I to did. be on death row. <laughs> I did. I did. I, put, I planted the oh, seed. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but look, in all honesty, Jay... Thank you for allowing me to take this little moment with you. I hope you recognise how amazing you are at your job, or should I say jobs in plural, and I hope that you and I will be doing stuff like this for many, many years to come. Yeah, man. Great. Big up. Yes. And also pass on what you've learned, as you just said. Indeed. You know? Like, I know shit, but like... Young ones don't know it. I can. That's what this pod is all I about. Help. I can help. Yes. Check out Chris Tofu's uh, London-based uh, foundation course. I can't remember what it's called, but it's trying to get people, young people who've not got a chance to get into this shit, to get into this shit. So you know, if you're out there trying to get into it, just walk up to the front at the end of the gig. Wait around till it's quieting down. There's people working. Just go up and say, "Hey, I'd love to help out." Yeah. You know, volunteer, like get involved. Damn right. That's how I did it. <laughs> it can work for me. It can work, work for, for you. <laughs> yes. That's the last clap. We're out.